Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The following podcast was recorded and released for the people over on my Patreon on Friday, April 9th, 2021. And as always, spoilers ahoy. Because I just finished watching episode four of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I have to admit that I was completely wrong. I've been saying all along that John Walker already had superpowers, that he'd already taken the super soldier serum, that during his interview on Good Morning America, when he claimed to just be a regular dude, that he was lying his teeth off. But I was wrong. And I'm not afraid to admit it. I mean, if I was afraid to admit when I'm wrong, well, I'd be scared all the freaking time. Welcome to another episode of My Other Podcast, the show that's just for you, the patrons. Except, of course, when it's not. I'm your host, and some folks call me Steven. I'm not going to tell you what other folks call me, because that's that's not why we're here. Anyway, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 4. What a crazy freaking episode. Let's talk about it, shall we? I'm going to try to do what I did last week, and that's use the synopsis that they post over on the Wikipedia and just add my own commentary and whatnot to it. So this episode was entitled The World is Watching. And by the end of it, they most certainly were watching. So when we left off in the last episode, Bucky is confronted by Ao, the Dora Milaje, who basically the royal body, she's a basically one of the royal bodyguard that protects the the king of Wakanda. And she tells him that they want Zemo. Well, when this episode is, when this episode opened, Bucky persuades her to allow him and Sam a little more time with Zemo. And she gives them eight hours. We actually open up. They don't put this in the synopsis, which shame on you, whoever wrote this for Wikipedia. They actually open up before the, uh, the title sequence. We go back six, I think it was six years. Because while Bucky was staying with the Wakandans, they were able to extract all that 
stuff that was in his mind that made him the Winter Soldier. And we get to see just a small bit of that. We get to see the end of it. They they have done what they needed to do. They're out in the wilderness and there's it, it's just Bucky and Io and they're sitting around a fire. He's telling her it's not going to work. She tells him that she's not going to let him hurt anybody. And then she recites the magic words in Russian that trigger him, that turn him into the Winter Soldier. And as she's saying the words, you can kind of see him struggling. Tears are, are dripping from his eyes. And she finishes the words and nothing happens. And she tells him that he is free. And he is just, he's crying his eyes out. I'm practically crying my eyes out because you can see it's such a great moment. You can see in his face that he realizes that he is he's he's himself now. He's no longer under somebody else's control, that the nightmare is over. And it's such a wonderful little opening to this episode. And then we get the title sequence, you know, credits thing, the whole Marvel thing. And then we got the two of them in the alley where they were at the end of the previous episode. So he convinces her to give him eight hours. Well, he just convinces her to give him more time. She tells him that the deadline is eight hours and then they're coming for Zemo. So Sam and Bucky and Zemo track Morgenthau to a funeral for her adopted mother. That's why they were in Latvia. They go to see some people and Sam and Bucky, they're walking around these folks, these refugees, and they're trying to get information on this woman that had died. Nobody wants to talk to them. Zemo, however uses a little bit of candy to persuade one of the children to help him out, to tell him where the funeral is. After this, they meet up with, well, they run into John Walker and Lamar Hoskins. And Walker is ready to arrest Zemo right then and there. But then they have to convince him that we got a lead on where we can find Carly Morgenthau. Just, you know, just back off. Let us do our thing. And... Walker doesn't want to help them at first. In fact, he says, okay, well, let's, let's go. Let's go get her right now. And Sam wants to speak with her alone first. He thinks he can persuade her to come in, to stop all the violence, turn herself in. Walker doesn't believe he can do it. And they argue about it for a bit. Bucky has Sam's back. And eventually Lamar actually speaks up in Sam's defense and says, you know what? This might be the best route to go at this point. Let's give him his shot. And so they go to this place where the funeral is being held. Walker is still not, he's not satisfied. You can see there's just something just percolating at the edges on John Walker. He just seems to be kind of keyed up. He's ready for a fight. He's angry. He wants to get stuff done. And he tells Sam, you know, you realize you're walking in there and you're going to be alone with a super soldier. You you are not a super soldier. Sam has to convince him some more and Walker says, all right, you get 10 minutes. And then he handcuffs Zemo to this freaking big metal thing, this big, I don't know. I don't know where they are. So he goes and he talks to Morgenthau and he almost has her convinced that during their conversation, he lets slip that he has a sister back home, uh, which will come into play later. And he almost has her convinced, or at least he's got a dialogue going. He's got her kind of trusting him. And that's when Walker bursts in. He's like, time's up. She, of course, thinks, oh, you're working with the new Captain America. There's a big fight. And they all basically get their butts handed to him by the super soldiers and Morgenthau and, and the, the Flag Smashers escape. Zemo also escapes. He manages to get out of his handcuffs. But rather than run off on his own, 
we see that he has met Sam and Bucky back at his place, wherever they they have been staying. And uh, Walker busts in and he's like, all right, hand him over. We tried it your way. It didn't work. Zemo's with us now. And that's when the Dora Milaje come in and they're like, no, you hand him over to us. And (laughs) Walker is really kind of cocky at this point because he's like, Okay, you want to you want to throw down? You want to start something? Little Wakandan girls, we can we can start something. And Sam tries to warn him. He says, "Look, you don't want this. You you you're not a super soldier, neither are they, but you would probably do better going up against Bucky than going up against them." But Walker being Walker doesn't listen. And there's a, just a really awesome fight breaks out and the door and well, <laughs> Sam and Bucky stay out of it at first. And Zemo, he's just standing there drinking his wine or whatever he's drinking. And he's just he's just one cool customer as he's watching all this unfold in front of him. I mean, basically, you've got Captain America, the new Captain America, his partner, Battlestar fighting i think there were like four of these dora milaje who have spears and they're just tearing up this room and he's just they're they're fighting over him whoever wins is going to get him and he just doesn't seem to care well the fight escalates to the point where it looks like the dora milaje are actually going to kill walker and lamar at one point they it gets to that point and that's when bucky and sam decide to step in and the fight escalates and Zemo uses the confusion to escape. He he gets away. In the meantime, the fight ends with basically the Dora Milaje just humiliating John Walker and Lamar Hoskins. And there's even a moment afterwards where no, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself at this point. Um, Sam is in contact throughout this episode with Sharon Carter. He asks her for another favor. You know, he keeps wanting help from her, but he hasn't done anything for her, which still just just I don't know. It grates me for some reason. And it makes me it makes me think of a little something. Something. we'll talk about that in a bit. There's a there's a couple of theories going around. We'll talk about the theories here in a bit. But she tells him that she she'll go ahead and help him. She might have the ability to access a couple of satellites and can keep an eye on things. So he's telling her, you know, we'll keep an eye on Walker for us. Well, in the meantime, Morgenthau calls Sam's sister and basically threatens her and says, you know, I, I just I I'm trying to decide if I'm going to kill your brother or not. And they have a little conversation and she tell and Morgenthau tells her that she wants to meet Sam and she will provide Sarah. Good Lord. I think that's her name. Sarah is his sister. She'll provide Sarah with the location and Sam is to come alone. And if she doesn't do this for Carly, that, you know, she'd hate to have to come to America and come see her and her two sons. And so Sarah calls Sam. And of course, Sam's really upset about it. And he meets Morgenthau, but he brings Bucky with him. She doesn't seem to mind. She she does want to just talk to him. And she's trying to convince him that she's doing what needs to be done. And she thinks that he not only understands what she's trying to do, but that she believe that she feels that he believes that what she's doing is right as well. And she tries to convert him. She tries to persuade him to join her cause. And that's when he gets a call from Sharon Carter and she says that Walker's on the way. And so Walker and Hoskins arrive. Actually, man, I, uh, they, they left. I skipped a big part of it. I skipped a great big part of it. So during the the fight, before the Dora Milaje even shows up, during the fight with uh, Morgenthau and the other super soldiers, when 
Walker has Zemo handcuffed and he goes and interrupts the talk between Sam and Morgenthau. And then the big fight breaks out. Zemo picks the lock on his handcuffs and he ends up tracking down because Morgenthau runs away and he ends up finding her. The The building where they're at is like a big maze and he ends up finding her. She, We discover that the 20 vials of super soldier serum that she took, she hasn't used all of them. She has a little fanny pack that's got the, the, the there's like six or seven, maybe 10. She, she She's used maybe half of them. She collects the rest of them at the beginning of the episode because she wants to convert some more folks into super soldiers. She needs a bigger army. Well, during this fight, as she's escaping, Zemo tracks her down and shoots her. He doesn't kill her, but he shoots her and he, he shoots her a couple times and she falls over and the fanny pack opens up and the vials spill out onto the floor and Zemo just starts crushing him under his boot. And that's when Walker catches up with him. And um, yeah, I got this all backwards. I really just kind of ruined everything for you folks. And I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm not afraid to admit that I'm wrong. That's the overarching theme here of this episode. I am not afraid to admit when I am wrong and I have been wrong once again. Anyway, um, so he starts smashing vials. Walker shows up and knocks him out with the shield. It's a really, it's quite the nice little bit of camera work where you see uh, a close up of Zemo's face and he's, he's angry and the shield just bonks him right in the side of the head and knocks him out. Morgenthau gets away, and so the only people now in this room are Walker and Zemo, and Zemo's knocked out, and Walker's looking around, and he sees all the vials have been crushed, but then he sees one off to the side that's unbroken, and he picks it up, and he looks at it, and he sticks it in his pocket. So it's at that point, he is talking to Lamar at that point. They're in like this mall or something, and he signs an autograph for a couple of girls that come up and recognize him. And um, he's talking to Hoskins, and he says, if if you were ever given the opportunity to take the super soldier serum, would you take it? And Lamar's like, heck yeah, I certainly would. And and they start talking about how uh, Walker, you know, I heard the theory the other day that Walker might be a Hydra agent. I don't buy that. I think John Walker is, he truly, his heart is in the right place. He truly wants to do the right thing. And you see it here in this scene because Lamar basically says that the thing about the super soldier serum is it takes what you are and just makes you more of who that person is. He goes, look at Carly Morgenthau, look at Steve Rogers. And John Walker says, well, what kind of man am I? Basically, I can't remember exactly what he says. And Lamar's like, you, you've been awarded the Medal of Honor three times. And he's, he says, well, sure, but think of the stuff we did in order for me to be presented with those medals. You know, it's, it's, I don't, I've never felt that that day that when that happened, when a lot of that happened, what we did was right. And Hoskins says, imagine if we had had the super soldier serum then, how many people we could have saved. And, and, uh, Walker seems to be, it's like he's almost starting to be convinced that maybe he should take it. And it's after he is humiliated by the Wakandan Dora Milaje that you can kind of see. And he's like, I'm, I'm not, that's not, that's never going to happen to me again. I think he even mentions to, uh, Hoskins after their beat, he's like, they weren't even super soldiers. They were just regular people and they just wiped the floor with us. We were, we were nothing to them. We were grass. And they just mowed us down, basically. And I think that's kind of when it clicks in his mind that he has to do something. He has to become better. And again, I think his heart is in the right place. But 
the suit, you know, they said it in the first Captain America movie. They said it again in this episode. The super soldier serum takes who the person is and just makes them more of that person. The Red Skull, for example, he was evil and wanted to take over the world. The super soldier serum just amplified that. Well, John Walker, he wants to do the right thing, but he seems to have anger issues. He seems to be a little unstable. And so the super soldier serum is adding to that. It's expanding that. It's making more out of that. It's making his his instability even more unstable. And so when he shows up during the meeting there at the end with Sam and Morgenthau, she's trying to convince Sam to join her movement. Walker and Hoskins shows up. Another big fight starts, you know, breaks out with the 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 flag smashers. And it becomes rather apparent rather quickly that Walker has taken the super soldier serum. Well, during the fight, Morgenthau kills Lamar Hoskins. It doesn't appear that she meant to. He comes at her because they, all right, so when they, when they break up this meeting and the fight starts, right away the flag smashers grab Lamar and they tie him up and they take him off into a room and immediately Walker his his emotions are amped because Lamar's his best friend. Lamar's his partner and he's been taken and now he's he's ready to to kick some butt to get him back. And so Lamar manages to escape. He ends up joining the fight. He comes after Morgenthau who kicks him, but she I, you know, I can't be 100% certain it was a kick, but I'm pretty sure it was. With her of course superpowers, she, she knocks him across the room into a pillar. And he probably broke his neck, but he hits the ground and he's not moving. And you can see she she rips her mask off and you can see by the look on her face that that's she was just trying to get him off of her. She was not trying to kill him. It was an accident, but she did. She killed him. And Walker is now full of rage. And that rage, of course, is now amplified because of the super soldier serum. The super soldiers, flag smashers start running in every direction. Walker chases one of them down and knocks him down in the in the in this public square. There's all these people around. And he's standing over this guy and he's laying on the ground. And he's like, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. And Walker at this point, he's he's already over the edge and he grabs his shield in both hands and just starts hammering on this guy. Up near his face. We don't know whether you know they they don't show it. It's not graphic. They don't put it all on camera, but he's either hitting him in the head, the face, or his neck. And he's really hammering on it. And we are seeing by the reactions of the people around, all the citizens who have now pulled out their phones and are filming this, that whatever he's doing is rather brutal. And eventually, after three or four of these blows, the guy dies. And Captain America, the new Captain America, John Walker, who all he has wanted to do is the right thing. He's wanted to be like Steve Rogers. He's wanted to emulate the original Captain America. He's wanted to continue on with the same message and principles. And he he just killed a man in front of everybody. And he did it in a in a very brutal fashion. He basically he 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 killed a defenseless unarmed man. It didn't need to go down that way. And he is standing there. Bucky and Sam run up to witness this. Morgenthau is in the crowd of people. She witnesses this. And there's just this moment where Cap is standing there holding his shield and the whole like bottom third of it is just smeared in blood. 
And that's how the episode ends. So in essence, so far, this show is kind of following from what I remember the arc of John Walker as Captain America. Steve Rogers quits being Captain America. They give the job to John Walker. There is a moment, if I remember back in the day, that somebody, one one of the government figures suggested Sam Wilson, uh, but they don't give it to Sam because I think one of the guys says that uh, they don't think America is ready for a black Captain America. And uh, so they give the shield to John Walker, who has been given the strength augmentation from the power broker. And at one point, he becomes more and more brutal and more and more unhinged. And at one point he does kill, I think it's a criminal, it's a super criminal, but he does kill him brutally. And it's at that point that Steve Rogers realizes that he has to take the shield back. He has to be Captain America again, because when when he's not Captain America, then America, the, the government, not America, but the government decides who is going to be Captain America. And then this is what happens. And his his name is being smeared through the mud, basically. So I think what's going to happen at this point, of course, is that Sam and Bucky are, are going to realize, well, Sam's going to realize what a mistake he's made by giving away the shield. And they're going to have to take it back from John Walker. And Sam will end up being Captain America by the end of it. Um, I know that one of the theories that I talked about early on was that I don't even remember the guy's name now. Let me let me look up the guy's name. Joaquin Torres, for Air Force First Lieutenant Joaquin Torres, who is a guy from the comics who, when, from what I read, when Sam becomes Captain America, this guy becomes the Falcon. That's one of the theories, is that when Sam becomes Captain America in the in the in the show, that this guy's gonna become the Falcon. But we haven't seen him in the last two episodes. We, I think we heard his voice in episode three, but we he's not a he doesn't make an appearance at all in this episode. Um, so whether or not he will be the Falcon by the end of this, I don't know. They still have two whole hours to go. They have two two full episodes for this story, but we still need to. I mean, based on the trailer alone, we we still need some time for Sam to train with the Shield because they showed that in the in the trailer. So I don't know. I I have a feeling that by the end of episode five, he is going to have the Shield back. And in episode six will be him training and preparing to come out as Captain America. Uh, now, one of the theories that I've heard recently is is in regard to who is the power broker, because as of now, the power broker has remained faceless. And in the comics, the power broker was a dude named Carl Mollis, I believe there were two power brokers, but the main power broker, there was one guy that Carl Mollis worked for who was the power broker and Carl Mollis became the power broker and he was the power broker that gave John Walker uh, his augmented strength and would w- was doing that for others and the, a lot of folks because of it participated in this, you know, ultimate world class wrestling thing or whatever. But a few theories have been put out there and I'm not, I haven't quite latched on to any of them. One of the theories is that the power broker is Arnim Zola, who you may remember from the first Captain America movie. He also shows up in the second Captain America movie as an AI. He had uploaded his intelligence into a computer in the comic books he is, um, you know, he was a Nazi scientist like in the movie, but in modern day, he is an AI that has a computerized face on a screen that it's in, in the belly of a freaking big old robot. 
And so one of the theories is that the power broker is him. And I think the theory is is kind of credible. Um, and one of the things that has been pointed out is we haven't seen his face. The only time we have seen his, seen this character communicate in any way has been through like through text. So he is speaking through a computer, basically, which is what Artem Zola is. He's a computer. Um, the other theory is that the power broker is Sharon Carter. And when I heard that theory last week, I dismissed it completely. But as I'm watching this episode, I am I am entertaining that theory. I don't I'm not going to get behind either one. I think they both have credibility. But for Sharon Carter to be the power broker makes a bit of sense to me simply by the fact that she has spent all this time as an enemy of the state. And she's probably angry that the reason she is in the situation that she is in is because she helped Steve and Sam and they did nothing to help her in return. And after five or six years, that can kind of dig at a person. I don't know if she disappeared during the blip or not. I'm sure there's probably an official list out there. I don't know if if she's one of them, but if she did not disappear, then yeah, she spent half a decade building up her power base. So again, I'm not going to get behind either one of those two theories. I just wanted to mention them both for you. That's it. I don't have a comic to recommend this time, but this episode was probably the best of the four that have been put out so far. It was amazing. Uh, the cliffhanger there at the end, it, it was just crazy. It was it was very emotional. Just the whole ending was, emo- the beat was an emotional intro and an emotional end. And I am so looking forward to the next two episodes because I like got to see where they're going to go. I'm out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.